0: This is Alan Seaborn from Winning at Home. Welcome to In Progress, a podcast about faith, life, and how we grow. And for this episode, I want to share uh, from the book of Deuteronomy, from what is kind of Moses, in a lot of ways, his um, farewell Discourse his kind of parting words to the people of Israel because he, um, along the way, God used Moses to lead the people out of slavery in Egypt and up to almost entry into the promised land. Now, if you remember the story, the Israelites wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. And um, because they didn't trust God, because they continued to question him and say, you know, we're not sure we want to be faithful to what he's calling us to, they wound up wandering in the wilderness for all this time. Well, during that time, uh, Moses wasn't fully faithful himself. And God had given him some instructions on how to Uh, gather the people together, and to show them that God was providing them water. And instead of doing it the way he was supposed to, uh, Moses kind of freestyled a little bit, and he did things in a way that were really kind of pointing more toward him than pointing toward God. And because of his disobedience, God told him, And Moses knew ahead of time he wouldn't get to lead the people into the promised land. And so when they were coming up on uh, the time to cross over the Jordan River and to enter into the promised land, Moses knew, okay, this is where my leadership of Israel ends. And so he really spent some time and, the, and a chunk of the book of Deuteronomy is kind of Moses' farewell, Moses' um, chance to really give a bit of a history of what the years under his leadership had been like, and then to talk about some things that were really important moving forward. He had learned some things and gained a lot of experience, and wisdom and insight over his time leading the people of Israel. And so he's sharing that with them. Now in um, the chapters leading up to this, Moses is telling the story of coming out of Egypt, of uh, being in the place where he went up on the mountain and where God uh, gave him. God wrote on stone tablets, the Ten Commandments and the law. And then <laughs> Moses, it's really kind of a funny story because Moses talks about, okay, and then I came down and saw you guys were worshiping the golden calf. And, and he just talks about this so factually, so nonchalant. And he says, and then I took those tablets that God had inscribed and I threw them on the ground and broke them and it's just kind of funny to read it like in so black and white just so yep then this happened then this happened (laughs) um because you know i'm thinking if god gave me something that he himself inscribed on these tablets um i don't think i would talk about it so like yep then i threw these on the ground and then we're here now you know i'd be like well there was a lot going on and I was frustrated and, you know, I'd be given all these explanations and justifications. And, um, and Moses just kind of says, yep. Then I threw those on the ground and then I went back up on the mountain and God did it again. And he's reminding the people of the ups and the downs of the moments of faithfulness from the people of Israel of the moments of disobedience from the people of Israel, and of God's continued faithfulness in spite of any of that. And so then, in Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 12 and 13, Moses says this, And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to Him, to love Him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and to observe the Lord's commands and decrees that I'm giving you today for your own good. And uh, I want to kind of highlight and talk about a couple of those uh, specific phrases that Moses uses there. Uh, The first one is talking about fearing the Lord your God. And if you can think back to, um, again, I'm so bad at this, but not too many episodes ago where I talked about when Jesus taught his disciples how to pray the Lord's Prayer, he would start it by saying, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Hallowed or holy or we treat your very name with reverence, with awe, with respect. That's kind of the idea that Moses is communicating here, to fear the Lord your God, to have such otherworldly awe and respect and reverence for him. That's what we're called to do. And, you know, as I'm talking about that, I think that, Previous generations, um, at least I can speak for here in America, previous generations had a whole lot more appreciation, a whole lot more of a um, deeper respect, I think, uh, a a better handle in some ways of what it meant to fear the Lord your God to have reverence even for his name. And yeah, so I could say more about that, but I think um, probably that's a different (laughs) episode. But um, so Moses says to fear, to have reverence for, to have awe for the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and to observe the Lord's commands and decrees that I'm giving you today and then he ends it with this for your own good and I know that if you've been listening for a while you know that that's a perspective that I really appreciate that what God is doing is he knows the best way for us to live. He knows what's going to be good for us, and he knows what's going to be bad for us. He knows what's going to cause harm to relationships with others, what's going to cause harm to ourselves. He knows, you know, I can't remember who, um, but I've heard a pastor talk about, I think it was in the context of the Ten Commandments, talked about them as kind of guardrails. Because what God was doing is he's trying to explain to his people, trying to communicate to us as his followers that, hey, there's a right way to live. There's a best way to live, a good way to live. Um, And I'm, I'm laying that out for you. I don't want you to have to try to guess at it. I don't want you to have to uh, learn from hard experience what are some of the destructive paths that you can walk down. He's saying, I, I want to give you these things for your own good. And I really um, started talking about this idea as early as like episode five, six, seven of the podcast on um, meditation and on Jesus laying out the best way to live and what I have experienced as I've um, sought to be faithful in the moments where I've really been obedient when God called me to things like confessing um, to other people which is a whole lot more painful for some reason than confessing to him, letting go of some, uh, some behaviors, some habits, some things that I kind of always knew weren't helping me, um, but I figured they weren't really hurting me all that much. And what the process of following after God more and more and more has looked like In my life, and I think the experience and teaching and sharing of lots and lots and lots of followers of Jesus over the uh, centuries would agree that it looks like continued surrender, continued letting go, continued making Him Lord of our lives, which means we're not Lord of our lives anymore. We're not where the final decision lies. We're not, um, you know, the person that the buck stops here, right? Obviously, we decide whether to be faithful or whether to kind of do our own thing. But to make Jesus Lord of our lives means at the end of the day, uh, the decision that I make is going to be the decision that is not what I want to do in the moment when that conflicts with what God's calling me to. And I, I think it's so important that we understand that just like Moses says here in Deuteronomy chapter 10, God gives us his commands and decrees and he lays out his expectations and he calls us to things and away from things specifically for our own good and now it's not going to feel like that i want i want to let you know that surrender doesn't feel like you're doing something that's ultimately for your good it feels painful it feels like man i would do anything to get out of this but when we understand that god is putting these guardrails in place in our lives. He's trying to help us see, hey, I know what's good. I I created you. I created everything. And I know the best way to live life. And I'm laying it out for you. And I'm helping you understand and trying to help you see things from my perspective. And that's why God gave us his word so that we can hear from him. And he did it because he loves us, because he wants to lay out, okay, here's what's good for you. Here's how you can be faithful. Here's how you can say yes to me and no to your own desires that aren't in line with what I'm calling you to. You know, throughout scripture, those are called, um, yeah, and I talked about this pretty recently, but talked, called, um, you know, the flesh or the old self or um, you know, in contrast to life by the Spirit and what God, even in the book of Deuteronomy, which is not usually where we expect to find um, God going out of his way to be gracious to his people. We see it as a list of all these rules and and regulations, and here's how you're supposed to do this and that and the other. We think of it as the law. Um, But Moses reminds his people and reminds us that God gives us his law, his standards, his expectations um, for our own good. And I want to encourage you where you've been thinking No, God's doing this because he wants to restrict me. God's doing this because he wants to limit my fun. He wants to take away my opportunities uh, to find joy in the moment or pleasure. Whatever it is that you're thinking, this is coming from a limiting perspective. Um, I hope that the idea of guardrails is a helpful kind of mental shift to say, yeah, guardrails aren't on the side of the road, to keep people from having the fun of driving off the road and driving into ditches or into oncoming traffic or whatever. It's to, pre- to protect, and it's for your own good. I love that reminder uh, from Moses. I love that picture from some pastor that I am not trying to steal it from. I just don't remember <laughs> where I heard it um and i hope that that's an encouraging and helpful reframe of what god wants to be up to in our lives of how he wants to be at work and of how when he's calling us to surrender when he's calling us to let go he's doing it because he's got a bigger picture because he understands the best way for us to live. And that's by saying yes to him, by surrendering, by letting go, by making him Lord of our lives. Now that's hard, because like I say, it means we're not Lord of our lives anymore. But he's calling us to that, because he knows better than we do what we need and how we need to live. And I want to encourage all of us where we've been kind of pushing back where we've been not taking that step of obedience, where we've been um, slow to respond because we think God's trying to take something from us or limit our ability to enjoy life to the fullest. Um, let's instead understand He's doing, He's calling us to these things for our own good. He has these guardrails in place in life for us for our own good. Let's trust him as our good, loving, generous, kind father who wants what's best for us. It's sometimes hard in the moment to trust that when it means some uncomfortable letting go, some painful surrender, some uh, really, really tough confession. But what God's inviting us to on the other side of that is a freedom that we really can't picture until we say yes to him. So let's do that. Let's say yes to him.